Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode is a recording of the sermon that I preached on November 14th. What you're going to notice is that there's actually two podcasts being posted here today. One is a recording of the sermon I preached at 8.30. The other one is a recording of the sermon that I preached at 10 o'clock. They were two different sermons. and We're going to start here with the 8.30 sermon, just in case maybe you came to the 10 o'clock service and you didn't get to hear the 8.30, thought you might be interested, so wanted to get this out there to you. Here we go. This is the sermon I preached on November 14th. It's based on Mark chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. Several years back, I was having a conversation with my wife, and I said something to the effect of, yeah, I just think that in-person lectures are so much more palpable than online lectures. And my wife, my wife who is, who is smart and more well-read than I am, paused for a second and squinted her eyes a little and started to laugh. And she said, I don't think that word means what you think it does. And I said, what word? I said, palpable? She says, yes, now through full-on laughter. I I said, no, palpable. It means that I think in-person lectures are easier to handle, easier to digest. And she says, do you mean palatable? My wife was absolutely right. Of course, I did mean palatable, as in easier on one's palate, easier to handle, easier to digest. Palpable, on the other hand, means a feeling or emotion that is so intense it's nearly tangible, as in the embarrassment I felt at that point in time was palpable. (laughs) I'm telling you all of this because our readings today from Daniel and Mark are what scholars call apocalyptic literature. But that term apocalyptic is a word that many people misuse and misunderstand all the time. When we hear the word apocalypse, Our minds are likely drawn to visions of monsters and zombies and the end of the world. When we hear the Bible passages like the one I just read for you from Mark's Gospel, we are tempted to say, hey, look, there are wars going on today and there's famine and there's earthquakes and so does that mean that the apocalypse is here and the world is ending? But when we focused on this part of Mark's Gospel passage in that way, We're missing out on what Jesus is actually trying to tell us. But don't worry, because you know who else often misses out on what Jesus is actually trying to say? His disciples. Jesus and the disciples are in Jerusalem, we read. And what we don't see in our gospel reading this morning is what happens right before this moment, when Jesus gets all apocalyptic on us. You see, right before Jesus and the disciples leave the temple, Jesus is in the temple giving a sermon, and he warns the disciples specifically at the end of Mark chapter 12 about the chief priests and the scribes who love to wear fancy clothes and say long prayers and who often devour a widow's money with their own greed and self-centeredness. Jesus says all of this in the temple at the end of Mark chapter 12. And then in our gospel reading this morning, Jesus and the disciples exit the temple. And what happens? A disciple says to Jesus, Look, teacher, what large stones, what big, impressive buildings there are. In this moment, 
the disciples have what we might call an earthly mindset. They are impressed and distracted by things and stuff and large stone buildings. They're focused on things down here rather than the things that really matter, rather than that which comes from above. You see, Jesus is constantly trying to get us to look at the world differently because Jesus knows that so much of our pain, so much of our suffering, comes from being concerned with earthly matters. Let me give you some examples. Maybe, maybe you're the type of person who spends a lot of time carefully ensuring that you accomplish a lot. You work really hard trying to make sure that you are a member of every committee, that your name is listed on all the programs, that your picture is in all the publications. This is all well and good, but let's be honest. Accomplishments and accolades are earthly matters. Or here's another example. Maybe you're the type of person who just wants to be unique. And so you spend lots of time and energy making sure that your opinions are different. Your clothing makes a statement. And you're seen in every social situation as being truly uncommon. Sure, this is all well and good. But all this attention and focus on how others think of you is really an earthly matter. Or maybe, maybe you're the type of person who always wants to be in control. You can always see a better way of doing things, and so you never shy away from telling people the way that it should be. Because, after all, you're right. This is all well and good. There's nothing wrong with being a leader or having a plan and an opinion, but spending all our energy on instituting our program is really just an earthly matter. Now let me be clear, none of what I've described here is inherently bad. These are three very common personality patterns that we all might fall into at one point or another. But it is possible that our focus on accomplishments or uniqueness or control can become a false god. We can become so obsessed with accomplishing our goals or looking impressive or establishing our agenda and being in control that in the process, we completely lose sight of what Jesus has told us really matters. We can all have our own unique personality pattern, but we need to have a Jesus mindset. We need to build our life on the ways of Jesus so that we aren't led astray by false perspectives or evil forces. In our gospel passage, when Jesus heard that the disciples were impressed by the large stone buildings in Jerusalem, here's what he said. Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. This line from Jesus is where this passage gets a little tricky. At first, it seems like what Jesus is saying is that he's going to destroy the temple. He's going to knock down this false god that distracts the disciples. But there's actually more to it than that. You see, one chapter earlier, in Mark chapter 12, Jesus describes himself as the cornerstone that the builders have rejected. And so here, one chapter later, in Mark 13, Jesus uses the same word, when talking about the stones in the temple. What Jesus is saying to the disciples 
is that this temple with all its large stones, none of it will be permitted to rest upon the eternal cornerstone of Jesus Christ. Every stone will be cast down. Only the true cornerstone that is Jesus will remain. In other words, our earthly mindset, Jesus wants to tear it down. Jesus wants us to change our perspective because Jesus isn't impressed by the glory of this world. Nothing can truly stand if it's not built on Jesus, the true cornerstone. So to put it practically for all of us, if you're trying to build your life on a long list of accomplishments, that's not going to stand. If you're trying to build your life on always getting your way, that's not going to work. If you're trying to build your life on always being special and unique, eventually, that's going to fall apart. A life built on an earthly mindset will not last. But Jesus invites us to build our life on him, on his ways of compassion and humility and servanthood. I told you in the beginning that many scholars talk about this passage from Mark as an apocalyptic passage. And unfortunately, we misunderstand this word. We've been taught to think that apocalyptic means fire and brimstone and the complete ending of everything. But as my wife would say, that word doesn't mean what you think it does. You see, Jesus wants us to have an apocalypse in our life. Because the word apocalypse means the ending of one chapter and the beginning of another. Our own personal apocalypse, where all the false perspectives that we've been building our lives upon come tumbling down so that we can finally build our life on the ways of Jesus. Accomplishments will not save us. Clinging to control will not save us. Being liked by everybody will not save us. Only Jesus can mend what is broken and end what is wrong. Only Jesus can guide us into a way of life that is abundant and eternal. So let's have an apocalypse, shall we? Let's allow Jesus to tear down within us that which needs tearing down. And let's allow our lives to be rebuilt on the true eternal cornerstone of Jesus Christ. Because after all, when we allow Jesus to come in and transform us, the joy will be palpable. Amen.